Hello everyone, my name is Jose Geese, and welcome to Dining with the Mouse, a food podcast dedicated to dining experiences found in and around Walt Disney World. Today we'll be exploring Trader Sam's Grog Grotto inside Disney's Polynesian Resort. We'll talk about the history that went into this one-of-a-kind watering hole and dive into its eclectic menu of Polynesian pub grub and island elixirs. I am joined by my good friend and frequent theme park companion, Emily, as we discuss why Trader Sam's is a must-do on any trip to Walt Disney World. Without any further ado, let's get into it, shall we? Alright guys, so I am sitting here with my good friend, Emily. Uh, Emily comes from us originally from Indiana. I'm going to let her tell us a little bit about herself. Hello. Um, So, again, I'm from Indiana. Hoosier over here. Been in Florida for about (laughs) six years now. Um, My earliest memory, like I went all the time as a child. Uh, We were speaking earlier. My earliest memory was, um, I was probably about two years old. We're at Christmas time. Um, it's a parade, and you see Regis, you know, talking about the crowd. It's me waving. We've got it on VHS. That's incredible. <laughs> so she's dating us a bit. For those of you who don't that don't know what a VHS is, she just dated us at least twenty some odd years. <laughs> me especially. Uh, Regis, who used to host Regis and Kathy <laughs> Lee, used to be a. Uh, used to appear very much on Disney programming all the time. They used to film that show on Disney property. I'm sure they still do if they still have the that show uh, live. Um, that's awesome. Um, food memory. What is, what is the earliest thing you remember consuming that you enjoy so much you just have to have it every time you go? My go-to every time is Dole Whip, whether it be... The Dole Whip with the pineapple or with a little rum. (laughs) It's ageless. Yes. I mean, that's amazing. You can get a more adult Dole Whip at the Polynesian. But yes, uh, the Dole Whip at Magic Kingdom, I think for a lot of people, is is a standard bearer for for most as, uh, as their favorite. At least I get that a lot. So today... We're going to be talking about one of our favorite spots, personally, myself and Emily. We've gone there several times. We try to make it a habit on our trips to Disney to go there um, as much as we can. And that is Trader Sam's Grog Grotto at the Polynesian Resort. Now, if Trader Sam sounds familiar to you, there's a reason. Uh, His history is deeply embedded in the Jungle Cruise, and Disney is very clear about that. I'm going to have Emily uh, talk about the description of the Grog Grotto as listed on the website. So does the name Trader Sam sound familiar? If you're a longtime Disney fan, it should. Trader Sam is the legendary head salesman who offers you a hard-to-pass-up deal, two of his heads for one of yours, at the conclusion of the Jungle Cruise in Magic Kingdom Park. But don't worry, you'll get an equally great deal without losing your head at Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. Tucked away under the lush fronds of swaying palm trees, Trader Sam's Grog Grotto is conveniently located steps away from the lavish lobby of the Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. And it's the perfect place to unwind after a day at the theme parks, dinner at Ohana, or the dynamic Disney Spirit of Aloha dinner show. Yes, and so for us, this has been a place of tranquility 
after a busy day at Magic Kingdom, uh, I don't think either of us can think of a better way to end the day than to take the monorail from Magic Kingdom over to the Polynesian and walk over to Trader Sam's. And keep in mind, Trader Sam's hours of operation are from 3 in the afternoon till about midnight. Um, if you get there early, you're going to get a seated probably pretty quickly. We have gotten there as early as 4 or 5 in the afternoon, and there's already a wait. It's okay. It's a small venue. Probably less than 30 people fit in that place uh, at max capacity. So what happens is if they have a bit of a line, they will give you a uh, kind of like a pager, like they do at most uh, restaurants nowadays. You can walk around. You can go to one of the other bars in the resort or the lounge upstairs. They have a very nice bar uh, that you can visit in the meantime or outside as well near the pool. Uh, you can enjoy one of your tropical drinks there in the meantime until your pager goes off. And again, it's not unheard of to have an hour wait to get into this place or longer because it's that popular and again, it's a small venue. Exactly. And if you've never been, it's definitely something. It's worth the wait. It's worth the experience. It's definitely a must do. Agreed. One of our favorites. Also keep in mind, uh, Emily and I don't have kids. We don't have to worry about this ruling, but... Uh, kids are only allowed in the Grog Grotto until 8 p.m. After 8 p.m., it does become a 21 and over crowd. Uh, for obvious reasons, it being a bar, I think most of the bars at Dis on Disney property follow that, that rule. Uh, this one being uh, no exception to that. But otherwise, again, we've been in there in the afternoon and plenty of kids. There's plenty of items for them to choose from that don't involve alcohol, food-wise and beverage-wise, etc., so we're going to talk a little bit about why we like this venue so much. First of all, again, I do have to mention you cannot make a reservation for this location. It is a lounge. It's not a restaurant. Uh, they do not follow the Disney dining plan. And they are listed as a $14.99 and under restaurant or lounge on the website. So nothing too pricey. Uh, it's mainly a bar bites and drinks venue. Uh, as far as the venue itself, once so where where can we find the venue? Where where is it? Because it is a little hidden. So right, if you walk in, and again, if you folks have been to the Polynesian, when you walk into the Polynesian, it's a nice big lobby. If you walk to the end of the lobby, make a left and go around and pass Captain Cook's, which is also on the first floor. Towards the end of that hallway, after Captain Cook's. You'll see a random door. It doesn't. I don't think they even have a sign on the darn thing yeah, that lists it as the as uh, the Grog Grotto. But it is the only door in that hallway on the right side. You open that up. The Grog Grotto's in there. So it's almost like a secret, but not really. But it is because the first time we went to go, we walked right past it and <laughs> walked out the next door, which takes you outside to the outdoor bar. And we had to ask, and and we ended up coming back in. So. If you miss it the first time, don't feel bad. I'm sure a lot of people miss it. So let's say you decide you make the decision you're going to go. Once you get in there, keep in mind, small venue, you may not be able to get a table for your group. They seat you based on availability of any room. So it might be a countertop at the bar. It may be a high top. There's a couple of them in, in the lounge. And then there are a couple of tables with seating like on like uh, shared seating right couches and and love seats and, and regular chairs so you may have to 
um, sit at the high top or spread out a little bit. It's fine. Everybody there is having a great time. You're going to enjoy it. Just, you know, as people leave, then you can kind of group your group together again. We've like, done that many times. Yeah, and I think the shared seating really adds to the experience. It adds to the ambiance. You're getting to meet new people, but you're also, they're just adding to the excitement. Yes, and we've met many fun people on any given night at this at this place. So the location itself, the 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 ambiance, let's say. So... As the description Emily read earlier uh, would let you know, it is Polynesian themed. There's a lot of antiques and uh, um, island type decorations. There's tiki gods. There's a lot of planters with palms. It's like you stepped onto a Polynesian island. Artifacts. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. There there is uh, a, a picture of Walt Disney. I believe from when he was starting the Florida project, which was what led to Walt Disney World being built in Orlando. So it's a very old photograph, but it is in there among a bunch of other items. There's license plates from every state. Um, there's pictures and references to many Disney movies and other attractions in the park, but nothing more referenced than the jungle or the, uh, the jungle cruise itself. Just to set the scene a little bit, when you first walk into the door, you go in and it is lower lighting. Um, and just to mention, there are no windows, true windows per se, um, but you do, you walk in and you're just literally transformed to, to just a Polynesian paradise. And, and there are windows with volcanoes and, and it just really gives you a great ambiance in there. Right, they did a really great job putting this place together. So as she said, the windows, you know, there aren't volcanoes in Florida, clearly, or at <laughs> Disney property. These are false settings that they give you, but they're beautiful. I mean, they do look like a landscape, like you're looking out at a volcano, like you're in a tiki hut on, in an, on an island. The reason why the setting is what it is is because as we delve into the, into the menu a little bit, especially the beverage menu, some of the items, when you start ordering, you'll notice changes happening in the restaurant the the venue changes depending on what you order certain items on the menu trigger effects inside the restaurant for example she was mentioning uh, the volcano outside the window there's a drink on the menu called the Krakatoa and Emily we've seen folks order that before and we've seen the reaction if you yeah. care to expand on that yeah, so when you order that one, um, the they're not just solid pictures in the windows. They are constantly changing. Um, there'll be a almost like hurricane-type winds that start happening in the windows. The volcano starts getting angry. It'll start erupting. Um, you just have all these effects that so, so like start going on, and they just really immerse you into the atmosphere. Right. The room will turn red with the volcano. Yeah. Another drink will turn the, the room blue. Um, there's a drink called the Ooa. That's my favorite in the restaurant. That one upsets the tiki gods inside the Grog Grotto, and so they cast a curse on the lounge. Uh, it goes very dark. You start getting wet. It starts raining in there. Um, <laughs> the tiki gods get upset. So when they bring the drink out, you have to offer a sacrifice. And then when we talk about the beverages a little bit, we'll get into specifically what's in each one and and what we're talking about. But if you appease the gods, that's the only way that you will stop the curse and what's happening in the restaurant. And, 
I mean, it's fun for a little while, but trust me, you don't want to be getting wet for more than a couple of seconds as all this goes down. Um, so we want to go ahead and, and talk about the food a little bit. And we've ordered most of the items on the menu. Uh, we have the menu pulled up, so we're just going to mention everything that's on there and then talk about the individual items we have had in the past. Perfect. So like we said, you're going to... You're going to go for the ambiance and the experience and the fun, but you're going to stay for the food and the drinks. Um, so it is more of like an appetizer type menu. Um, the right. first uh, item on the menu is called the Headhunter Sushi Roll. It's coming in at $15. That's, and that's pretty much like a spicy tuna roll, uh, but it's very yummy, you know, very typical. The second menu item is a Kahlua pork, pork tacos. It's with cabbage and pickled vegetables. That is coming in at $10. Then we have seasonal veggie rainbow roll. It's $11. Then we have a Thai chicken and vegetable flatbread with bacon and peanut sauce. And I don't think we've ordered this one. I don't think so either. That might be a new item because they do change a few things. We were talking about how we've had the fingers before, which yes. are like, they were like mini corn dogs. And we don't see those on the menu anymore. So I think those got next and now they have this flatbread which sounds very good as well and then there is you can do chicken or tofu with the lettuce cups um and it has a hoisin ginger sauce and i believe those are ones where you kind of make them your own correct um, those give you six or seven large yeah. bib lettuce leaves and then you make your own as you go along so those are 11 then we have the hawaiian pokey with the sriracha aioli um, and it's not like a pokey that would come in a bowl. It's more of, it has a, it's almost like a stacked pokey. Like a seafood tower, if you've ever had one of those. Yeah, and it has <laughs> like little chips that come with it. You can, you know, dig it out, help yourself. Um, that one's 13. Then we have the roasted chicken and pork, um, like a, almost like a bao bun sliders. Those are 10. And then the last, which are probably one of the things we order the most are the pan fried dumplings. The soy sesame dipping sauce, those are nine. Um, and definitely all of these items are shareable. Yep. They are so delicious. They're very good. Nothing on the menu is super scary. I know some people are always cautious about what they're trying to consume. Honestly, this is pretty tame compared to some of the menus in other Disney restaurants. Uh, the pan-fried dumplings are your typical Goza-type dumplings, if you've ever had those. Um, get them fried. I mean, why, why wouldn't you get them fried? Get, get <laughs> exactly. them, get them fried. Kind of fried. Exactly. They're, they're really good. We've had the lettuce wraps. That's my other go-to when I've been here. We used to get the fingers, but those are gone. But now I want to really try that flatbread. Uh, we've had the sushi roll, the, uh, both actually, because I went with one of my friends who was a, a, uh, vegetarian. So he had the, the veggie rainbow roll, which was very yummy. And the pork tacos, I think the only thing on this menu that we have not had might be that flatbread, because I'm pretty sure we've had the poke and everything else. And mm -hmm. again, super tasty. You know, Disney food, I, I stress this to a lot of folks. A lot of people tell me, oh, Jose, it's kind of expensive. And I go, yeah, but you get what you pay for. Disney isn't your typical, you know, you go to a, you go to a, a theme park or, or a fair and it's not your typical theme park food. Um, I know they get their food from very, uh, very good uh, vendors, and it's just top quality, and it's super yummy. So again, 
uh, food-wise, this is a great place. Like, you've had a long day at the park, just want a drink and something to get in your stomach, I highly recommend uh, this spot. Moving on from the food, we have um, uh, the drink menu, which is fantastic. Um, going over some of these items, they have the uh, Polynesian Pearl, uh, which is a rum chata cream liqueur with Grand Marnier and cinnamon with tropical juices. That one, if you order it, it comes in an actual pearl, uh, plastic one, but you get to keep that. You can take that home. Uh, they have the Nautilus, uh, which is uh, rum, Appleton Reserve rum, uh, creme de peche, and tropical juices. The Nautilus is a rather large drink. It comes in a... Uh, I think it even says it's for two. Yeah, but not... Depending on your it's idea, for two too. Or for Jose. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's definitely a Jose-sized beverage. I've taken one down by myself. It's but it's it is it's large. It, it, no kidding. It, it could definitely easily be for two people. They usually bring it out with multiple straws. Uh, it's in a large Nautilus-shaped like ship? glass. Yeah, it's the submarine from yes. Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. It's beautiful. Um, and I guess something else to add is again, each one of the well, most of the specialty cocktails also has a special effect. That's right. So if you order the pearl. They have a giant clam named Shelly next to the bar <laughs> that produces the pearls. And I've seen on one of the several occasions we've been there, most of the pearls are white, but occasionally she gives out a black pearl, referencing, of course, Pirates of the Caribbean. So in true Disney fashion, you're not only getting dinner, but you're getting a show. Yes. <laughs> Shelly lights up. The bartenders make a big deal about her giving up one of her pearls. And again, if you get a black one, that's amazing because that's, that doesn't happen often. We've been there several times. We've only seen it once. The, when you order the Nautilus, uh, you go underwater. You dive because it's a submarine. So again, the whole venue goes underwater. Uh, they illuminate bubbles on the, si on the walls. You know, they generate a lighting that looks like you're underwater. They have the sound effects, the bloop, 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 sound effects. And most of the bartenders don swim masks and snorkels, and they urge you to swim along with them. Um, and I think they've even come out with those little rubber ducky um, tube things that you put around you. Yes, the life, the lifesaver. Oh, my <laughs> God. They, they, yeah, they, they, they do. I, I mean, the bartenders here are super special. They definitely, it's not just uh, about serving you, it's about creating a... A, a location is just you you can't help but have fun you also have the ooa the ooa is the drink that i generally uh order the most it's myers dark rum bacardi passion fruit guava pineapple and grapefruit juices so this one comes again it's a rather large drink and what they do is they float um a couple of orange slices that have been dipped in what I'm assuming is Bacardi 151 or another high proof alcohol. Uh, they, they light it on fire. So when they bring it to you, it is lit up. Uh, the Tiki gods get upset for whatever reason, I, I guess because you've ordered the darn thing. So <laughs> again, the room goes dark. The Tiki god that's hovering over everybody lights up and starts yelling at you and you need to offer a sacrifice. Luckily enough, you have the sacrifice in front of you. It's in the drink. Uh, on each of the pedestals, this, this glass where that they give you 
has a couple of pedestals that sit on the side of where the beverage is, and they've given you little bits of cinnamon that you can now pour into the flame. Cinnamon, when it goes into fire, causes a larger spark to go off, so it does look like you're making a sacrifice to them. And if you do it in the right way, it will appease them and she'll calm down and everything goes back to normal. And isn't this the one they always have you sing along with as well? Yes, they'll they'll have everybody chant Aoa, 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 And depending on the time of day, that song gets really fun. Yes. <laughs> if you've been there for an hour, let me tell you, by the fifth time you've heard that chant, you're just chanting away. Uh, some of the other drinks on there are the Castaway Crush, Rosita's Margarita, and again, I'm not going into too much of those because they're just your typical uh, islandy beverages. The Krakatoa Punch is the one we talked about earlier that has Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum, um, uh, Pirate Reserve Rum, uh, Sam's Gorilla Grog, and Hibiscus Grenadine. That one sets off the volcanoes that are in the windows of the, of the lounge. Um, they have the Tiki 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 Rum and the Shrunken Zombie Head. This, this one will also uh, make the room dark and most likely your bartender will become a zombie in order to give <laughs> you the drink. He, uh, he or she will come out in a very zombified manner until you take the drink from them. And quite possibly they might make you kiss the zombie head, uh, which is the drink is in the shape of a zombie head. That one is probably one of my most favorite drinks, and it's definitely for all of the rum lovers out there. Oh, yeah. It, it has... Is, yeah, you go ahead. It has Gosling's uh, 151 Black Seal Rum, Appleton Estate Reserve Rum, Bacardi 8-Year Rum, a bunch of tropical juices and cinnamon. It is served in the souvenir shrunken head. Um, that's another great drink, too. I've had a couple of those in my time. Uh, they have a dark and tropical stormy, uh, which is their take on a, um, ginger, a dark and stormy, which is ginger beer and rum. And they have a spiky pineapple, which is um, rum blended with pineapple soft serve. So that's kind of what we were talking about earlier with the, uh, it's almost like a alcoholic Dole Whip. Like the Dole Whip float. Yeah, almost. It's, uh, it's kind of blended, so you don't really eat it with a spoon, but you could, I guess. They also have it on one of the bars outside. You can get the soft serve with the rum, but this one's super yummy also. Uh, they have the Mosquito Mojito, the Tahitian Torch, and they have a rum flight of three rums as well. From my memory, most of the drinks run anywhere from 12 to $20. I think the novice is 20 That's the most expensive. And I think it depends on also if you decide to keep the glass or not. It it's, goes up from there too. Exactly. So most of these specialty drinks have a special vessel that they're served in. The Nautilus, the Zombie Head, the Ooa, uh, among others. If you want, they're, I mean, they're beautiful ceramics. You can take one home as a souvenir. If you decide you want to buy one, you let the server know. And the prices for the, for the glassware are listed in the menu next to the drinks. You can have the drink or you can order the drink and the, and the take home. And what they'll do is when you're done and you've paid your check, when you, you take your receipt over to uh, the register as you walked in and they will give you one boxed up. You don't take home the one that you've been drinking out of. They give you a nice brand new one in a box to make it easy to take home, which and, is awesome. And do you have the whole collection? Not yet. <laughs> I have the zombie head and the Ooa. The Nautilus is next. The Nautilus is, 
I think, $40 or $50, but I do want it. It's, it's beautiful. It's a nice sized, uh, I have a perfect spot for it, too, in the display case. It'll go right next to the other two. And I have a pearl, too. The pearl, I will mention, you get if you order the drink because it's, it's plastic. It is not um, a ceramic like the others. Um, if liquor's not your thing, they do also have a great selection of craft beers. They do have some American beers, but they do have um, a lot of Hawaiian beers, which are great because then you can really get in the Polynesian spirit, um, as well as sparkling and white wines um, and, and red wines. Yes, they do have a great selection of beer and wine, so if you're not a, a boozy person like ourselves, <laughs> although we do like beer and wine too, they do have a great selection. They have your typical... You know, beer and wine, they have, um, they have Bud Light, they have Kona Longboard, uh, they have Blue Moon, um, but then, and they have Magic Hat. Uh, my friend Emily is uh, very much an IPA drinker, so they have a couple of items that she likes. They have New Belgium Fat Tire, and they have a Pineapple Hard Cider, which is uh, a friend of ours, Maria's favorite. She has that almost every time she goes. That's super That one yummy is too. very tasty. Yes, agreed. I'm not a big cider person, but that one, that one goes, and then... Like you said, they have um, they have plenty of wines to draw from. Um, having being in the Polynesian, there's a lot of restaurants around, so I'm sure even if one of the items that they list, if you ask for something that's on one of the other restaurant menus, I'm almost positive they can still pull it if they need to. I mean, that's it's Disney at the end of the day. Um, but again, going back to the venue itself, we can't reiterate how much fun we have every time we go there and there's lots of hidden surprises yes so we we won't give away everything but we will say this if you don't appease the gods either quick enough or to their liking they may curse you and they curse you by shrinking you and i'll kind of leave it at that it will affect where you're sitting most of the time um, it won't happen to you every time, but again, if you don't, um, if you don't perform the ritual the right way, you will be cursed and you will get shrunken, but it does not last forever, last for a little while and then you'll be back to normal. And I'll just, again, I, I want to leave a couple of things open for you for when you go, but that's, you know, that's one of the many, uh, things that go down in the Grog Grotto. Uh, well... If that hasn't convinced you, by all means... Behind the bar. Oh, yes. We almost forgot. You, uh, of course, I'm leaving out one of the other items. So, um, if you've seen the movie 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the, um, the, the major antagonist in that movie was a giant squid that attacks the ship. Well, the giant squid found a home in the Grog Grotto. It pours out rum for certain drinks. Uh, when you order them, you'll see it uh, occasionally pour a drink for one of the bartenders. Uh, the tentacle rests near the back of the bar, near where you can find the shell. And again, guys, one of the main things that makes this place so fun is the people that work there. The bartenders are, first of all, very knowledgeable about the menu. Uh, again, this isn't one of those things where you should be very worried about... Um, ordering something that you, you might be afraid to try. Everything was very good. I will tell you, I had the, it was either the tacos or I think there was a slider that they might not have anymore, but they will warn you if something's hot and please take them at their word. If, if they tell you something is hot, believe them that it's hot because 
they, they served us, um, I think it was a, a trio of sliders. They might have that item anymore. I don't think it was there. And, of course, you remember. I do. Now that you're saying this, um, this story is hilarious. So, we, you know, we eat the sliders. And I typically love spicy food. So, she warns us. She says, what the, the middle sandwich of the three sandwiches had this one lone pepper on top as a garnish. She warns us. She says, uh, if you eat the pepper, be careful. It is very hot. Jose takes everything as a challenge. Yeah. That was, she might as well have slapped me in the face. I mean, that was just like, okay, well, how hot could it be? This is Disney. I'm thinking they're not going to, they're not going to put anything on there that's going to be, um, no, it is on there. The ro- it was on the roasted chicken and pork pate bon, um, bon mi sliders. It was definitely on that platter. So I take, I take a bite of the sandwich and I take a bite of the pepper. Tasted amazing going down for five seconds. After that... It got really bad really quick, and there's no real dairy items on the menu. The the <laughs> soft serve is is dairy free. Uh, it's vegan, I think even. So I was just I, it took a little while for me to get over the heat. It was really hot, folks. I I kid you not. Like it was I was in despair for just a few minutes. So he had a look as to what have I just done to myself? Yeah, yeah pretty much. So if you if you decide, if, if first of all, if, if that item still has the pepper on there, <laughs> be forewarned if they tell you it's hot. Believe me, it is hot. So, fair warning. Um, besides that, everything is super tasty there. It goes even better with a beer or one of the beverages we talked about. What I was going to say before is, if you have any questions about the location, um, I will have some pictures on my blog on Facebook that will go along with this particular pod, uh, podcast episode. You'll be able to see some of the items, and please send us a, send us a message. Um, I will respond for myself and Emily if you have any questions, but I want to take the time to, again, thank Emily very much for sitting with me, and hopefully we've we've convinced you that this is a place to go, right? Yeah, and- of course, and thank you for having me. Like It's been a pleasure. We always have so much fun, so it's great to really vocalize our fun adventures that we've had at Disney and we hope that everyone else like really feels like you went along with that experience with us but most importantly we hope you go there and be able to experience and create your own memories and be able to tell us what happened you know when you went there and what your favorite memory was. Yes I encourage everyone to visit uh, my blog on Facebook post anything that you guys eat that you would like others to try or that you want me to try that you think I would enjoy um Emily and I will be there, uh, we'll be at Disney in a couple of weeks, so we'll definitely be posting what we uh, see and do while we're there. I may post um, some kind of a poll, uh, giving you a couple of options if you guys want to see me go to a specific place to review. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do for one of my future podcasts. So again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. And that does it for episode two of the Dining with the Mouse podcast. If you'd like to see more, you can follow my blog on Facebook called Disney Foodie. It's two words and foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E. And you can also find me on Instagram at Walt Disney World Foodie, all one word. If you like what you heard today, please share the link to my podcast on your social media. 
Dining with the Mouse is now available on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Anchor, and Spotify. Thank you so very much for listening, and I'll see you again real soon.